Welcome to the Not Last Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5. I'm your host, Andrew Neil Nunez. Today, my guest is a runner, a mom, store manager of one of the top 10 running stores in the U.S., an all-around super awesome lady, Lauren Moe. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, Lauren. Hey. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks uh, for coming on to this this little shindig. Um, <laughs> I, for sure. I want to preface with just kind of setting the tone for our little chat and say um, this is a space and a platform of the, I don't know, 20 or 30 people who actually tune into this that uh, you are free and welcome to share whatever, however, whenever, and uh, again, whatever you want to. Um, nobody can see you. This is a place where you can be as open as you want to, blow off steam, tell it like it is, your un-PC thoughts, opinions, etc., really whatever you want. Um, for me, at least, I found that this is someplace that I can kind of open up a little bit because no one can see me. Can't see if I'm crying. You can't see if I'm laughing. You can just tell <laughs> by the inflection of my voice. Um, and and I think that it's a lot easier to talk just on a microphone at people um, or interview, or I guess interview is a too formal of a term, or chat with somebody who's who's kind of of like like mind and and can kind of kind of relate to. Um, so this is your space to really share or vent or what whatever you want to. Awesome. Um, so let's start off with a broad overview. Uh, what's new? <laughs> how, are, um, how is this last week for you? Like what's, what's going on? Oh gosh. Well, the last week, as we all know, has been pretty, pretty last two weeks, pretty crazy, yeah. but new president. So Woo. that's exciting. Yeah. yeah sure. Fresh start in that realm. Um, I have a two and a half and a five and a half year old mm-hmm. and the two and a half year old, um, as young kids often do, is in a stage where he's not sleeping great. Okay, fun. So we've been up several times this week at like 4 or 5 Mm a.m. He decides that's when he's starting his day. So that means that's when I'm starting my day. (laughs) So um, it's made for some really long days, um, sometimes requiring like a 7 a.m. nap, um, thanks to my husband kind of taking over for an hour. So, Um, But yeah, we're getting through it. And um, the five and a half year old Henry, he's doing virtual kindergarten and um, it's going, you know, pretty well considering. Sure. Um, but yeah. Sure. You, you mentioned they so. did a, um, before I started recording, but I, I, I want you to say it again. Can you uh, talk about, <laughs> talk about your bedtime procedure tonight and, and what your, yeah. their teacher had him do? Yeah. So because the forecast showed that we might get snow um, tomorrow or Monday, (laughs) she suggested that the kids do a special like snow dance Uh routine. So they had to put their PJs on inside out. They had to do a snow dance. They had to put a spoon under their pillow and then we had to put an ice cube in the toilet, but don't flush it. So we made sure to do all those important things to um, will the snow Mm. our way. Sure. What's the, I don't know what a spoon is for. I get the ice cube because it's icy, and <laughs> but the spoon doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Okay. I think right. it's just, you know, add one more fun thing the kids have to do. It's kind of silly. Um, but what what else is going on? You've got a full plate, uh, sounds like. Yeah. Um, so I work three days at the um, at Renhub Northwest. Sure. I'm the operations manager, which just kind of means um, I work on the floor, but I also um, manage a lot of behind the scenes stuff, do some marketing, um, apparel buying, sure. 
and some other things. Um, but in addition to that, obviously a mom mm-hmm. and, um, I run about 25 to 30 miles a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's just kind of casually, but I am pretty routine about sure. it. So run about six days a week. Um, and then I just recently bought an acoustic guitar. So I've been also practicing wow. have you, <laughs> daily, like have you played 30 guitar to 60 before? minutes. No. Okay. So I played in the <clears throat> band in middle and high school. I played the flute and saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't and that was really fun. Learned how to read music. So that helped a little bit, sure. but I always wanted to play guitar because my mom and my brother play it, mm-hmm. but I just never picked that up. So I was finally like, okay, this is the time to do it. And I don't know, for some reason, COVID feels like a time to learn new skills. Sure. And 2020 was my year of doing sourdough. And I did a whole sourdough starter <laughs> and have made tons of sourdough. Pretty much weekly, I make a loaf of sourdough okay. from that starter. And so then I, I was thinking about 2021. I was like, what's my thing in 2021? 2021 going to be and so i thought i think it's it's finally time to go after the guitar wow um so starting that process you make me feel lazy uh <laughs> no <dang>. I, <laughs> <laughs> holy cow i think i'm more productive when i have more things going sure oh i understand that yeah um so what is uh you mentioned running so let's talk a little bit about running and kind of your background and and things with that how did you have you always been a runner what's what's your runner story yeah so growing up i think i did track and field in middle school but that was sort of you know just sure. for we, fun and to do something with my friends. We all did track and field in middle school. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, honestly, I remember during track practice, my girlfriends and I going to like this pathway where the the coaches couldn't see us, and we'd like sit down and chat when we were supposed to be like jogging or something, <laughs> uh-huh. you know? Yeah, right. So we were really dedicated. But um, and then in high school, my main sport was volleyball, but I also did downhill skiing and some soccer. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah, and then my senior year, a really good friend convinced me to do track with her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't really tell me like how many miles we'd be running, but she w- did the long distance team. So long distance, usually we ran like five to seven miles per practice. But for someone who wasn't really a runner, you know, like the first practice, I think we did four to five miles. Sure. And like, I was like, Jessica, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> so I um, blamed her for a long time for putting me through all that pain but now i thank her for basically being the start to my kind of running career sure. so do you do you run competitively do you run just for fun for yourself or what what are some some motivators for your running um and uh, i mean you're, you're running six days a week so that's more than just the couch to 5k kind of kind of deal so yeah i mean i think it's for sure varied but i'm i'm not a fast runner by any means but um you know, it's it's really always been for me. Um, at times, I have run with groups pretty regularly, mm-hmm. but um, so for for quite a while there, like right after college, I I think I was actually reading a Runner's World magazine at the gym, and I saw an ad for the Rock and Roll Half Marathon in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Nashville. That would be a good yeah, wow. yeah to, sure. to train for and run this race, and you know, go see Nashville um so I trained for that half marathon and before I actually even had run that race I signed up for the Portland marathon so I sort of just jumped all in pretty quickly um 
and I was looking for jobs, you know, this was right after I graduated college. And so I just had a lot of time on my hands to be exercising Mm -hmm. and kind of fueling myself well and all that. So I just really got into long distance running. And then um, from there on, I just started making running like big races, my kind of vacation from work. So I would pick a, a race to train for that was you know, I could travel to. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've run about 10 marathons and some 50 Ks and various trail runs, trail races Mm -hmm. and 5 Ks and 10 Ks over the years. But yeah, so it's really varied. Um, I would say at my most competitive, if you will, I was really focusing on getting a Boston qualifier. So for the Boston marathon, you know, there are age categories and you have to hit a specific time in order to even be able to register for the race. What Um, what was the qualifying time you were shooting for? um, Sub 335, so three hours and 35 minutes. Um, And, you know, it's been so long now. (laughs) I think that was like like an 8 to 8.15 minute mile um, pace. So when I was really... I would say my most competitive is around 2011 to 2012. Mm-hmm. And I ran the Eugene marathon um, and I finished in three thirty-five thirty-six. So basically, you know, 37 seconds over mm-hmm. um, what I needed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that was hard. I had, I did several races where I was in with just a couple minutes sure. of that three thirty-five time. Um, yeah. But ultimately you know, the, the times got started getting harder. They basically said you needed to be about five to 10 minutes faster than actually your qualifying time, because there were so many people, there are so many people running the marathon now, and it's just such a competitive thing that you really just can't get your qualifying time. You need to get faster than that. So it kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, you know, how many hours a week am I going to put into this? And and I'm not just naturally super fast. So, um, even, you know, getting to that 335 was pretty hard and I was probably running 45 to 50 miles a week at that point. So, um, yeah. So what, uh, what would you say is your one, your favorite marathon that you've ran so far? And, um, do you have any ambition to, to try and, and qualify for something like Boston or, or another, another big marathon (laughs) in the future? Yeah, so I would say I have two favorites. Number one favorite was the Portland Marathon was my very first marathon. Sure. And the reason that was my favorite, you know, Portland was fairly familiar to me, but the race, I literally remember myself just like smiling through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It felt easy, which seems odd. 26.2 <laughs> miles should not really yeah, feel easy. Just a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, I think I finished that marathon at like three hours and 40 minutes, so it wasn't a bad time. Um, but I just felt really good the whole race. And, sure. you know, my mom took pictures of me during that race and I literally was just smiling through that race. So, um, I cannot say the same for the rest of the <laughs> marathons that I've run. <laughs> I was definitely just, I don't know, free and easy that first one. Um, so then my second favorite I would say is the Vermont city marathon in Burlington, Vermont. Okay. Um, and the reason I liked that race, um, A, it was so far away from, you know, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, sure. Um, but the town feels very much like Eugene. It's a college town. It's just very walkable. You get sure. to go through downtown and through suburbia um, mm-hmm. along a lake. 
Um, so I just remember that being a really fun trip and also a um, bunch of my high school girlfriends, we all traveled there together. So it, oh, it fun. was a, yeah, a fun trip for both the marathon and just getting to hang out with friends. Sure. Uh, how about the hardest marathon you've ran? Like the <sighs> most awful, the one you don't want to talk about. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I did a, a marathon up at Whidbey Island in Washington. Okay. Yeah. And it, the island's fairly small. Um, but so the, the course was fairly roll, rolling hills. And mm-hmm. a lot of the races I've done are pretty flat. Sure. Um, so rolling hills definitely get to you after, you know, 20 yeah. miles. Um, and then because it was right on the water, a lot of it, you know, you're getting a lot of the crosswind. Mm-hmm. So I just remember it being super windy super hard with the hills it's it's hard when you're running downhill um you know kind of beats your quads up and then going back up again (laughs) down so i just remember that whole race just not being any fun (laughs) my my first marathon um i was in high school and it was the newport marathon i don't know if you've ever run the newport marathon um and there's it runs along the the slough and um it's kind of a lame course but it's it it's well it's the newport marathon so it's 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 still kind of fun, but um, I remember that there were oyster shooters on course, and there was an oyster yep. farm that you run by, <laughs> and I didn't know any better. I was a sophomore in high school, and I was like, sure, I'll take an oyster shooter, and like oh, it was at like mile 13 or 14, so you're still feeling okay, like the the real fatigue hasn't set in yet, you know, um, and uh, yeah, oh man, that just ruined me, <laughs> like just... I won't go into the gory details, yeah, but it was terrible. gory and messy and just awful. Um, so if you end up doing the Newport Marathon, I would suggest to skip the oyster shooters. But <laughs> we see guys like Noted. take take them and just like take a whole handful of them and, and just pound yeah. them. But uh, yeah, hard hard pass on that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so are you are you training for anything now? Is there anything on the horizon? I mean, I know COVID puts a damper on on what life and everything but uh um is there anything on on your docket yeah so my husband pete and i were signed up last year to run the backcountry rise 20 miler up by mount st helens it's a gorgeous course Mm -hmm. from what we see on the the promotion so we were signed up to do that um obviously it was canceled Mm -hmm. so they rolled us over to this year so we're hoping that that's a go in july um so 20 miles on the trail that'll be we're just really looking forward to that. I think it's 4,000 feet of elevation gain. And then um, just to prepare us for that, we're also signed up for the what's Mary's Peak um, 25K. Yeah. So, oh, that's a great one. Yeah. That'll yeah. be fun. And nice. that one is, I think, in May. So mm-hmm. give us some time to get ready for that Sure. In on the way to that country rise. Sure. I had a friend of mine uh, who just hiked Mary's Peak today, and there's snow up at the top. Like, oh, nice! Like, um, I think he brought his snowshoes to get up there. But <laughs> it's, yeah, hopefully there won't be. I mean, there could still be snow up in in there at, at May. I don't know. We'll, but, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see. Cool. Um, all right, so let's let's transition. I'd like to transition a little bit into. Not so much the successes about things, but um, have you ever had to deal with some, you know, big limitations or setbacks in your in your running or in life that have kind of kind of derailed the process for you, injuries or or anything like that? 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, if, if you do probably any sport for a length of time, you know, and, and somewhat seriously, you're going to get injured. But, sure. um, with running, I've had a few, you know, semi-serious injuries. Um, I did the Portland marathon a couple times and the second time I did it, um, I pulled a hamstring on a workout, like probably a week or two before the race, mm-hmm. um, to where like every run was pretty painful. Mm. So I was really trying to baby it those last couple weeks just so sure. that I could run the race itself. Right. Um, so I remember that being really tough and struggling, um, after that, that injury, you know, for a couple years, always feeling that oh, like wow. that hamstring wasn't yeah. back up, up to where I wanted it to be. So, sure. um, yeah. And then just recently, um, during COVID probably the last six to nine months, my left foot started bothering me and it's with running, it's always like, is this a stress fracture? You know, you never really can tell. Um, I haven't had one that I know of, but so I finally bit the bullet and called a PT and have been going now for, um, a month or two. Um, so getting my left foot stronger again, Mm -hmm. and it's not a fracture, but, um, my, my left toe just wasn't engaging. So it was kind of, that foot was getting really weak and I was kind of, um, you know, relying on my right side and letting that left one be be lazy and kind of do funky things. So <laughs> fixing, fixing my stride and, um, strengthening my foot. So, yeah. So obviously you're a very, um, motivated individual, um, with, with so much on your plate, but how do you, or do you, maybe you don't, um, maybe you're, you're infallible and totally perfect and very well, you probably are, but, um, how do you deal with, or do you deal with, um, like the negative self-talk and do you have any, any issues with that? Like, I know for me, at least I've got, I've got this person in the back of my mind that just like beats me down all the time. And I've really got to work hard to, to stay positive, especially during COVID when it's like, I, okay. So those of you listening, uh, Lauren, I feel is like my, um, workout and my am workout partner where i know <laughs> i know if i don't get up i'm normally up at five and i ride by like six to eight and i know that if i don't see your post on instagram that i know you got out and i know you were out running <laughs> and it's like like i find you you have a level of motivation on me like you 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 push me to, to try and get up because it's just that one other person that i know is out there because otherwise the person in the back of my head says Oh, just sleep in. Oh, no, you're just not going to be fast enough. Like, I am I understand very much what you say when you say, like, you're not naturally a fast runner. And, and I work crazy hard because I'm not a naturally gifted athlete either. Right. And, like, do you do you suffer or suffer, just struggle, I guess, with that? Or do you, do you have anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I would say it's kind of um, two parts to that. But, you know, getting up every morning for me, like that's therapy in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, actual therapy obviously is necessary, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it just mentally sets me on the right foot for my day. Um, Mm -hmm. if I don't get outside and run or even just go for a walk, like I'm cranky (laughs) and my family knows that my husband knows that Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's willing to push me out the door if I haven't got out early. Um, so, you know, that's my motivation is that if I don't get it in first thing, I don't know when I'm going to get it in, um, because 
so when I'm not at work, then I have the kids with me. Um, sure. It's just hard to get a two and a half and five and a half year old out with you um, mm-hmm. and actually get to run. What get you want work to run. At it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, after my husband comes home, then it's dinner and bedtime. And by that time, it's 830. So. Right. Um, right. And you've been up since four or five with right. <laughs> the list. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So in, in that case, you know, that part is easy because I know for me, it's like my time to myself. This is your um, window. Yeah. Right. Um, but yes, I definitely have negative self-talk. And I think it, um, for, in the last couple of years, I really haven't let it get to me in the running. You know, I'm sort of accepted like this is where I'm at. And right now I'm okay with just running easy and sometimes okay. doing a workout. And yes, I'm training for some trail races, but I'm not like trying to beat a ton of people. Like I'm just trying to feel sure. strong and run the race. Um, how did you, I, <laughs> I can't relate. Um, how did you get to a point where you're, you, ex, how did you get that, get to that point of acceptance? Like I, that I can't relate to. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, I guess because I just don't, I don't see myself having the time or energy to do like two workouts a day that it would require to really be at that, you know, little more advanced level. Um, I could be getting up in half an hour early probably and getting longer runs in and more workouts. But, um, so I think it's prioritization. I've just decided Mm -hmm. that like, this is not my time to be super, you know, aggressive about running goals and that's okay. Sure. Um, but definitely the negative self-talk comes in other places. Um, like how? Where, or where? Like at, at work, am I really doing a good enough job? Am I doing the best best that I can? Are we, you know, are we putting the best content out there? Um, are there more programs we can be offering to connect the community and um, mm-hmm. get new runners engaged? So, I mean, it's, it's just like the possibilities are endless, but I have only a few that, days there, so that's really hard. So, so that's where the self-talk is, or the the negative self-talk is yeah, more surrounded around is. work than it is. Yeah, than it is the running. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's also um, a telling factor that you very much enjoy your job. Is that safe I do. To say? <laughs> that, yeah. Like, <laughs> if you if you care that much about <laughs> about your job to to have at least those those um, negative kind of background conversations in your head like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I have you know great coworkers, and we have an sure. awesome running community. So it's easy to feel really connected to these people, and you right. know help people get a new pair of shoes, and then want to help them get to that next step. Because I know sure. it's hard when you're starting something new. I mean, just like guitar, I'm like I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> sure. I'm starting somewhere, right? Um, right. So. Well, and you guys have at, at RunHub, so. Anyone listening doesn't know the the backstory on RunHub, but um, from an outsider looking in, that there really hasn't been until you guys, you and and Dustin, kind of launched this, I'd call it a business, but I feel like that's not the right thing to call it. This this community, you developed this running community and kind of grounded it. And, and provided these avenues, whereas there's, there are other running stores or places to get your running shoes here in town, but like, like the level of community engagement that you guys do is just unparalleled. Like, and it's, and it's so open and inclusive for, for someone who doesn't run anymore. Like 
we still come out and do your your fun little you know costume contests or the the scavenger <laughs> yeah. hunts like it it it's engaging and it, it transcends even the to the non runners um and it's uh like you guys have really done uh a bang up job with with how much you've connected this community and and it shows like we see it here i see it in the bike shop all the time when people come in and they're looking for something and and i don't have it like specifically right now people are looking for like armbands to go walking with like flashy oh, right. armbands or or some of those like the nathan products that you guys carry mm-hmm. and it's like yeah i don't have anything but i as soon as i mentioned run hub they go oh i love that place oh i should go to run hub and it's like well yeah you should go to <laughs> you should go to run hub like you know it's it um you guys have really knocked it out of the park and that's I think test uh, proof in the pudding where you've um, you've been nominated as, and selected as one of the top ten stores in the U.S. Like that's uh, you're doing enough. You're doing more than enough, yeah. Warren. Like you're doing yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Dustin, Dustin and Chris, his wife, came from um, Missouri, where they were a part of a really um, a great running community and store. And mm-hmm. they, when they moved out to Oregon, they really wanted to find that community similarly to what they had had in Missouri. And so um, when they realized there just wasn't kind of the community they were looking for, um, Mm -hmm. they're like, well, let's, let's build it. (laughs) So um, yeah, we're really lucky to have them here and, you know, kind of have him driving that force of wanting that community. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I, I do pause, like I said, every, every 10 minutes or so just to record the high volume Mm -hmm. of, of um of audio but it um it it really is just kind of trimming end to end um pausing and playing and like i'm recording again and i'll probably just leave this in um and and i just add in some music tracks um fading in and fading out for the intro and outro and then okay um yeah it's it's pretty basic and it's pretty simple Uh, this has just been this has been a really fun project to just kind of I don't know, um, pour some creative outlet into because, and feel, well, and it's like you, it's like you with, with the guitar. It's like, this is uncharted territory. I'm making this up as I go <laughs> along and, right. um, you know, and l- lately it's just been finding people in my circles and to, to bring in and quote unquote interview, <laughs> right, right. you know, and, and talk, but, um, well, I think podcasting yeah. sounds really fun, but the back end of it really intimidates me, you know, just knowing all of the technology and figuring out what it takes to do it. Oh, well, for someone who's not very tech savvy like myself, this stuff is really cookie cutter. It's so <laughs> easy. Like these programs, this is a cloud-based program called Soundtrap and it just it really does all, all the legwork for you. Um so it's it's very easy. So then it just lo- lets me be creative. Right. And and I can, you know, uh do whatever. Yeah. Um so, like I said, this is kind of your your show. I have a a, a few, you know, a, another stack of questions to kind of plow through. But like, um, anything that comes to mind that you want to want to talk about, want to ask about, want to anything about, <laughs> <laughs> um, before we kind of keep keep chugging mm-hmm. away, um, or just share if you're frustrated with anything. Or <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know? Um... Like, you know, I, we were talking about community earlier, and I was also going to mention Ian Dobson, who you had on the show earlier. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
he used to coach Team Run Eugene, which was kind of a semi-pro um, team right. here, running racing team. Um, mm-hmm. And he also coached a community group called the Flyers that meets every Thursday or did meet every Thursday for a, a right. free yeah. speed workout, essentially. And mm-hmm. um, before, I'd say before kids, but sometimes during kids, I was really involved in the Flyers Thursday night workout. And that was kind of my community. And so I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sort of that we were talking about kind of accepting where we're at and the fact that I'm kind of accepting, like I'm enjoying running and yes, I'm racing, but not super aggressively. Um, sure. but I'm also looking forward to getting back to that place where like I can be part of the running community because mm-hmm. right now I, I work at the running store and I definitely help facilitate some of that, but, um, right. Don't currently have the time or bandwidth to be really super involved in group runs or workouts, especially, sure. you know, when they're actually happening. But, um, right. Right. Are there any group runs? They're not, there's not really anything happening. Right no, now for, no, for we're not guys, doing anything yet. So once yeah, it, once it's safe, so. then we'll. Sure. Yeah. Bring on those vaccines. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right. Um, <laughs> I was listening to, uh, um, a press conference with uh, Dr. Fauci, and I've I've very much enjoyed uh, listening to him talk. And it's like, he if I I can equate it as close to like a kid in a candy store. He's like, oh my god, I can tell you what I think now. I can <laughs> like I can speak. Like, you know, he was talking about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and how they're about to. It's a single dose vaccine that doesn't require the lower temperatures to store okay. it at, so they can do pop up kind of distribution centers and um and they're two weeks out from sending it sending on the testing off for fda approval and he's like i can actually talk about this oh my god i'm like i'm a real boy kind of thing like it um it's just been uh yeah hopefully we'll get these vaccines out soon i know a lot of people who i've got a lot of um acquaintances in the healthcare community that have been already received their first and a lot of them their second dose yeah same it's really exciting Um, to see that it's actually like yeah there's a light at the end of the tunnel we're gonna get there yeah right we're gonna get there yeah we're gonna get there oh dear god we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) um so uh we were talking earlier this week on the gram um about well, it was right after I spilled hot coffee all over me and, and burnt. I had a burn mark on my stomach oh. all day oh, long. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, your your sage advice, I feel like you always have good intuition when either I post something or you're just, you're a very wise person, <laughs> Lauren, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad to have you as a friend. Um, so, But we were we were talking earlier about like, when it's time to like stop and <laughs> take take right. a break, calm down, slow down, um, you know, to to finish out the rest of that day when my my coffee accident, the coffee day, um, I went to work, I smashed my oh, finger God. with a hammer, and I have this enormous blood blister all over the like the first pad of my of my index finger. I um, tripped and fell and hit my head on one of the bike stands. I like it was just. And it was just full of difficult customers with zero, and I already had zero patients that day. And like, it was just, it was a bad day. Like, and, and I just kept thinking back to your, your conversation. I actually looked at it back a couple of times and it was just like, I need to stop and slow down. Like there's just, I've reached a point where like, I'm making these like, the universe is telling you something. Errors. The universe is telling me something like, 
do you how do you know that <laughs> how do you <laughs> you know. how do you know when the universe is telling you something or am i just too too uh nose deaf to, to actually realize it and and it takes someone from the outside i mean in? like shed some yeah, light on that I, for me. i think that when i was a lot more competitive with running and just running a lot more and i was working out a lot more you know i would be doing sometimes two or three workouts a day just because my schedule allowed it wow. i'd be doing multiple sure. runs and a weightlifting workout and yoga and all that um i you know i would just keep pushing and pushing and even when i could kind of feel a cold or a sinus infection like coming on i would just keep pushing and like no i have to get my run in today no matter what i have to do Mm -hmm. it and i mean it took several years but finally i was like oh every time i do that and i'm sort of feeling a little under the weather the next day I feel terrible. I feel like crap. I, you know, and then I get sick, full blown illness. And so it took several years of me realizing like, I am doing that to myself. I could choose to take a rest day, but I'm not choosing that. Um, so Mm -hmm. I would guess I was (laughs) say just getting older, you know, from experience. experience. Yeah. You're you're not that much older than I am. 38. (laughs) Barely. Like you're barely older than I am. So, I, I guess I guess those those are really um, formative years between thirty three and thirty eight the the five year difference sure okay. yeah I mean I'm still working on sleep I don't sleep enough but um, yeah I, mm-hmm. I do take rest days when my body's telling me and I think it just was enough times sure. getting sick that I you know or or borderline injured that I was like okay I just right. that one one workout was not worth it. <clears throat> Do you do you have a coach to to walk you through this or yourself? No, I've or? never had a coach, and I think part of that's you know maybe some of that self talk of like eh, I don't really deserve it because I'm not fast enough or I'm not you know trying to hit mm-hmm. some amazing goal you know so mm-hmm. um, maybe at some point I'll decide that <laughs> that 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 I'm worth it or or that my goals are worth it, but at this point I don't have a coach. I think that that was probably for me like I. I can understand. I'm I am the king of just working out until I just like I'll just keep beating my head against the right. wall over and over and over again and I'll think I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger on the bike and I'll just see it like and I'll but I'll just keep doing it and I can't stop right. it. It's my it's my terrible flaws of many but like I um yeah and I think the best thing I ever did for myself was to finally hire a coach to be like he gives me these workouts and it's literally just, you know, follow the bouncing ball right. kind of workouts so of like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then he says, this is a rest day. Stay off your feet. Well, I mean, that's not possible, <laughs> but, um, you know, but like, don't, don't get on the bike. And, and I think that was probably the best thing just to finally internalize that. Like my training program involves rest days. Right. My training and program like is the rest is as important as as the right. work because I have to let the work soak in and and do its its job, um, and I think you're totally worth it to get a coach <laughs> if if you have goals that that you're training for or if you're not and just want consistency like right it um it really has been nice to not have to plan workouts I just don't think about it I just receive it and I do it and and then I just upload the data on my Garmin or on my you know onto my program and that's yeah. it like. It's uh, it's just one less thing I have to worry about or think about. Totally. Yeah. Um. So what uh what's next for you? What's what's on the horizon? Um. Honestly, I don't know. 
short short term, what's going on Monday or what's going on? Monday, I'm hoping it snows in, and I'm going whoa. to work. <laughs> I know you're not such a fan, but so one of my very favorite things, I run usually at like 6 a.m. And one of my very favorite sure. things is to go for a run and have the snow falling down or my feet, you know, in a fresh patch of snow. So sure. um, I don't know why I love it so much, but it's so novel here in Eugene, Oregon, that right. when it does happen, it's like, oh, I must, I must seize the moment. <laughs> so. See, when, when you ride a bike on the snow, <laughs> it's terrifying, like, I'm going to die sort of <laughs> scenario. So, like, my, my perspective on, like, snow and ice is just, um, yeah, I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> That's not something I want to do. So, um, yeah. I've I've reached a threshold where, um, and this happens every Jan, like at the end of every January, where I've been. I don't know if you get this too, uh, but like I'm so done running in the morning when, or not running, riding in the morning when it's dark. Even on my train, I know it's dark, or outside, and it's just like, and it's cold, and I'm just, right. I'm over it. Like I want to go back to, you know, I want to go spend a week in Tucson again. I want to <laughs> go somewhere where it's just. There's at least sunshine. It doesn't have to be super warm. I just want right. sunshine, you know. Um, we rode today in the sunshine, and it was just glorious. Like, um, you it just have so that nice vitamin today. D just soak in. And, um, yeah, it was really nice. It was cold, though. Um, yeah. It was really cold. Um, so that's, okay, so that's Monday for you. How about, uh, what's this next month, January, February? What's What's up in February for you? Do you have anything? Um, so my husband and I decided we're going to do monthly trail runs together, which involves us taking the kids to my parents' house, um, Mm -hmm. in Albany and dropping them kids off. So Mm -hmm. that's something to look forward to kind of every month. Um, you know, as a parent, especially during COVID times, you don't get much, just, we're not going on dates, (laughs) anything like that. So (laughs) it's fun to get to adventure on trails and yeah actually have some time to have a conversation together sure uh, are you from oregon i am from albany oregon oh really i didn't yep. know that wow how fancy yeah um hmm. uh i grew up in north bend down on okay. the coast yep and uh coos bay north bend area mm-hmm. but um yeah it was weird to ride down to drain this morning and it's like we're just a little bit closer to home, and it's like, ah, oh, I remember Drain. I haven't been home in a long time. <laughs> right. It's been a while to see my parents down there. Um, they still live there? They still live there. Yeah. Okay. They have a, a business down there, and, and they're they're well well established in the community. Um, but uh, they came up today, because so we closed on our house yesterday. Nice. And um, my mom just showed up at the door today. <laughs> Lauren wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> And she went to Sweet Life and brought us a uh, congratulations. You bought a house cake. Oh, um, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. And then um, she's a she's a knitter and a weaver. Okay. And she'll listen to this and love that that I'm talking about my mother. But um, <laughs> I love my mother. She's fantastic. But uh, she, um, you know, she brought us some towels that she made. And oh, uh, nice. It's just, it's just her little thing. So she's yeah. very very much a crafty lady. And so it's it's cute. But yeah, it's. Wasn't expecting a visit today, but <laughs> yeah, not not many visitors during COVID times. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So I've got a few uh, speed round questions to fire off at you, and let, okay. let's see see where you come out. So, um, 
let's talk about running or not necessarily. Let's just talk about racing. Um, What is your favorite race to watch? And did you did you watch the uh, Hoka uh, race this morning, the Hoka hundred k no race this I morning with with Jim Walmsley? I saw the finish and I saw that he just barely missed the record. Eleven seconds. Yeah. Eleven seconds. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, crazy. Um, but- um, you know, probably my favorite race to watch is any big race like the New York City Marathon or any yeah. of the, the kind of major marathons um, sure. when. You know, athletes, you kind of know their names, recognize their names, faces um, come out. I think that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise, just because we're in, you know, Track Town, USA, I love it when the trials are here and getting to Mm -hmm. see any of those races, really, and being a part of just cheering them on um, to the finish is always exciting. It would be fun. So my Lauren is working on the Hayward Field everything she's at the the epicenter of all this stuff at hayward Mm -hmm. um it would be really fun because she sometimes has donors who don't want to use their extra tickets they usually come four at a time it would be fun if there was a time when you and pete and lauren and i could go to see one of the meets uh like if you could get the kids to you know to your parents or something like that we should do that Um, that would be really fun just to get your guys's perspective on on things because we follow track and field pretty religiously, but it would be fun to get your guys thoughts on, on these races and, and things having um, a little more of a connection to it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that would be cool. Um, so stand by for race tickets and an invite <laughs> to go, go see a race at Hayward. Anyways. I think um, the tickets are going to be in high demand when it does finally open up though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if all goes, if all goes well um, with maybe Lauren's new job um, as the, curator of hayward hall oh, cool. um tickets might be part of the like the package <laughs> to to be to be in the job a parking spot on campus would be part of the package wow. which would be that's yeah, exciting like, what it's weird to think that that's like an amenity like a big coveted amenity right. but yeah um, parking yeah, is expensive she, on campus yeah, right yeah um all right so um favorite race to race hmm I'm torn. Um, honestly, trail trail races are so fun because yeah. when I first started running, I was mainly doing road racing. And road sure. racing is very much like you are focused on running as fast as you can for mm-hmm. as long as you can and do not stop. Grab right. your water at the aid station and mm-hmm. keep on moving, you know. Um, every step and every movement counts. But on the mm-hmm. trail, um, I signed up for my first 50K, and that probably is what really got me onto the trails, the McKenzie River 50K, which is just yeah. uh-huh. you know, outside of Eugene on Highway 126. But I signed up for that and started training with a bunch of other running buddies and mm-hmm. like quickly realized, like, oh, pace doesn't really matter. People are having fun. They're stopping for like fuel breaks, you know, and not mm-hmm. they're not just running and eating at the same time like we would stop have our snack and then keep going weird Um, just it was very different than road (laughs) racing and and the race was actually that way too i mean not you know not chat super chatty but there were the aid station you stopped and you had a bite to eat and then you got moving Mm -hmm. um and i just really liked that change of I don't know, just the whole attitude of trail racing is really sure. fun and encouraging. 
Um, and it doesn't feel like, you know, just dog eat dog or um, just beating yourself up. It just feels more rewarding to me. Um, and then when you said that, I also thought that 5Ks are really fun, but I don't know why I even am saying that because 5Ks <laughs> are awful. They're like sprinting your heart out for three uh-huh. miles. Yeah, so, yeah um, they're pretty miserable. Uh, but what, <laughs> what 5K have you done that you enjoyed or would you want to do and just just be miserable at? Yeah, I've run the um, Turkey Stuffer 5K. It's a, on Thanksgiving morning uh-huh. over in Springfield. It's okay. a fundraiser for Willamette Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, Springfield's Parks and Rec, and I PR'd at that race one year, and I just remember it, you know, hurting so much, but feeling so good when I was done because sure. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I was PRing till you know I looked at my times later, right. um, but yeah, just that feeling of like putting all your effort out there, and there's not like a couple hours to consider what you're doing. It's just <laughs> fast, and you right. have to go, and you can't think about it. Right. And you have to just get to the finish line, and that's all that matters, and try not to puke. <laughs> yep. That sounds a lot like time trialing. Maybe that's why yeah. I liked 5K running so much, <laughs> is that, like, it was just awful, <laughs> just horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so speaking of PRs, what are your best, what are your PRs for for a marathon, for a half, for a 5K, for a 100-meter hurdles, <laughs> I don't know, steeplechase, whatever. What What are your PRs? Well, I'm 5'3", and so hurdling was always terrifying to me because I am not a good jumper. So no, nothing on the hurdles. Um, okay. So right. my marathon PR was the three thirty five thirty six. 36, um, sure. the half marathon. I think I did a one forty two. Okay. Um, I don't remember any of my 10 K times and I honestly don't remember what my five K time is. I'm, I want to get it into the, I think sub 22. So I want to get into a 21 minute, so I've run like a seven, I feel like a seven fifteen, seven twenty pace. So I'm pretty okay. close there. But um, I also haven't been actually training for a five k. I've just sort of run it in the midst of training for a marathon or something else. So sure, right. Um, I've often usually been long distance focused and not you know mm-hmm. focused on the five k. So. All right. Um, so being at a running store, you get uh, access to all of the best kit but if you had to pick one what is your favorite piece of kit um footwear or clothing (laughs) both one one of each Hmm. best 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 shoes that's so hard um i have really liked the brooks ravenna which is sort of a lightweight mild stability shoe they're updating it shortly so um anyway i like kind of firm and responsive shoes and i pronate which just means i need a little more stability in my shoes Mm -hmm. and then um i also really like the ultra torin torin and ultra is a brand that has a foot-shaped toe box um so it lets your toes kind of spread out and the torin has a lot of cushion and just really squishy like the first time i put it on i just was running and in my head i was like squish 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 (laughs) <laughs> saying that over and over to myself. So I really like that shoe. Um, sure. And then for apparel, I really love Wazelle. Um, yeah. A lot of what they make is just fits fits me really well and just it's really comfortable, nice high, high-waisted, you know, 
shorts and pants and lots of pockets. And I feel like they really thought of what the woman runner wants Mm -hmm. when they're designing their gear. Yeah. They make, they make nice stuff for sure. Um, all right. Favorite run snack. What do you, do you eat while you're running or after either pre-run, post-run, mid-run? What's, what's your snack of choice? Yeah. Um, I usually like have a little bit of something to eat before a run. Um, if it's sushi. Yeah, no. Um, I really <laughs> like <laughs> bolt chews. They're just like a okay. gummy yeah. chew. Um, mm-hmm. but the bolt ones I like, they're not super sugary. Um, they are a little chewy, but that's, you know, hence the name chew. Um, sure. So I like the chews, and I can have just a couple of those before a run or during a long run. And then um, I always like a picky bar for, like, afterward, like if I've traveled somewhere to do a run and, you know, on the way, drive home or something. Um, yeah. Picky bar, the founders are Lauren Fleshman, Jesse Thomas, her husband, and then Steph Rothstein. Um, and Lauren and right. Jesse live in Bend but used to mm-hmm. live in Eugene. There, there's some cool people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a relationship with him? Um, you know, so the Flyers workout that Ian Dobson has coached for a long yeah. time, it originally mm-hmm. was the Fleshman Flyers. So Lauren was the coach. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay. And after that, it was just um, a kind of cycling various professional runners who lived in Eugene and were training here sure. um, would coach that group. So we had a lot of... Mm-hmm coaches like max king was coaching at one point um steph rothstein coached um there are several other people i can't remember their names but who coached us on thursday night so it was cool to have kind of that higher caliber runner um coaching us and you know kind of get getting to know them as a person rather than just this just an athlete that you kind of hold above put on a a pedestal yeah right Yeah. yeah um all right so now for your your super bonus speed round questions, um, give me give me uh, these are completely unrelated to running. Give me five songs that you can't live without. <laughs> um, you know I'm really bad at remembering names of songs and artists. You could sing but... it if you want to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger is one that always comes to mind, like when I'm oh, okay. like during a race. Classic. Strong. Like when I just yeah, need something okay. powerful right. and you need to like repeat sure. something over and over. Um, mm-hmm. And Miley Cyrus party in the USA. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. gets you going. Um, I don't know if I can name five, honestly, but um, Pete and I used to, before kids, we used to like pump up the jams on before our Saturday morning workouts, you know, like I'd be yeah, going out uh-huh. for my long run and he'd be going out for a bike ride and we'd just like turn up the radio and sure our live pod or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, two songs is fine. <laughs> we'll count that as three. That's fine. The, yeah, those yeah. are ones you have um, to prep us for. Well, the point is to not prep you for because I, I like the off the cuff better. <laughs> it makes you it makes makes for better better yeah. uh, podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, favorite movie. Oh gosh. What's what's your what's your go to movie? I honestly don't watch movies much. We watch a lot of kids shows. Really? If there's if the TV's on, it's we're watching kids shows um, or Netflix. Sure. Th- this this could be pre kids. Mm-hmm. 
for me, it's Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't have movies that I watch again and again. I always watch like The Holiday really? and um, Love Actually at Christmas, but um, good movies. Yeah, I used to watch like Ten Things I Hate About You. That was a regular. Also good back movie. In the day, uh-huh. yeah. Sure. Not a movie watcher. You know, it's. I would just blame kids. <laughs> After they go to bed, then you have like an hour, hour and a half, and it just always sure. seems too short to watch a movie. Sure. What about shows? Do you do you watch shows? Um. Yeah, we just finished Bridgerton, which is on Netflix. That was really good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. What else have I watched? Have you watched Lupin? No. That's that's our. Um, we just binged all okay. of that. Um, it was really good. It's like the the it's this gentleman thief. It's like have you have you seen the Queen's Gambit? Yes, yes, also? that was really good. Okay, so, yeah, I obsessed with that one. Um, it's Queen's Gambit meets Oceans, like the Oceans oh, movies, yeah. and um, meets like the BBC Sherlock Holmes <laughs> with Benedict Cumberbatch, okay. and and it all intersects with with Lupin and like. It's um, he's like the gentleman thief cool. kind of thing. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah, check that out. Worth worth a watch. You guys would yeah. like that. Um, all right. Uh, how about books? Do you read books? I do. Do you, do you have yeah. time to read books? I just finished. Um, what's, what's the last book? Yeah, you I just read? finished Running with Sherman. Um, I forget the author's name, but he also wrote Born to Run, which is kind oh, okay. of. It's all about these the Tarahumara people who run barefoot and they run. Right hundreds right. of miles you know with like very little fuel and they're just like crazy fast mm-hmm. um so anyway he basically moves out to i think rural pennsylvania and ends up um, rescuing this donkey who's in bad shape and kind of nurses him back to health but um the one of the neighbors who kind of helped him get this donkey back up up and running um said you know you have to really give them a purpose like these they these animals have to have a purpose so i don't remember where he got the idea but decided that oh i'm gonna put this donkey in a race in colorado and so he had to figure out how to train the donkey and donkeys you know are very stubborn (laughs) so if they decide that they don't want to go that way or they um you know don't want to step over the puddle they're not going to do it so um right so yeah it's it was just an easy read and a fun kind of book to just imagine yourself trying to get a donkey to run, you know, when it's like <laughs> saying, hell no, I'm not going to go over that puddle. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, running with Sherman. Running with Sherman. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a, a person uh, that you admire or are, are an, uh, hold as an idol or something like that? Is there someone in your life that, uh, or celebrity, Miley Cyrus, I, I don't know, Justin Bieber, whatever. Um, um, yeah, Miley Cyrus, you know, I don't even like her really, but I like that song. Um, honestly, I, I think Lauren Fleshman is really inspiring to me. Um, she's yeah, one of those okay. people that, you know, she was very, you know, top runner and then she's retired mm-hmm. in the last, what, year or two. Um, but just, I love how kind of outspoken she is and how, um, confident Mm -hmm. she's become and sort of badass, like takes no, you know, bull from anyone. And I I don't know. I just, I like that she kind of puts herself out there and I think, 
Um, that's something I definitely could work on is just accepting like, this is who I am. And I'm sorry if you don't like it, but that's just who I am. And, um, yeah. And just also recognizing our own flaws and being able to put that out there too. I think that's something that social media and society doesn't really do very much of. So I like kind of her overall, you know, how she presents herself and how she, she seems to be really authentic in a space like Instagram that often Mm -hmm. is like just all the, the pretty pictures, you know, she keeps it real. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's Um, great. Um, do you have a either running or for life or anything like that? Uh, like a favorite quote or a mantra that you that you lean on? Um, not squish, squish. No, squish, squish. not squish, squish, squish. squish. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> like a lot of times in races, I'll just say something like "fast and easy," um, sort of mm-hmm. just to even if I'm not feeling that way to trick my mind to say like, you know, you are feeling sure. that way, like, or I'll sure. say like fast, free and easy, or, um, you've got this, or this hill isn't anything, you know, um, just, right. it, I think sometimes just playing a mind trick or telling yourself something, even if you don't fully believe it, it can help for sure. Um, oh, and totally. take the yeah. kind of your mind away from the pain you're feeling in that moment. <laughs> Um, I, (laughs) I'm out of questions. Um, do you have, um, you mentioned, um, you mentioned that, oh, do you, do you have to like time it with your steps? Do you time it with your running when you're talking about these, you know, how have these like fast and easy kind of thing? Or do you just, um, how does it, how does it? Uh, present itself um I don't I don't know honestly I think I just it's something that's easily repeatable um sure okay you know fast easy free fast easy free and um you know I've said things to that nature I think it has to be short and things you can um Mm -hmm. not obsess over because like you know if you're running on trails you need to be looking for roots and rocks and where's the runner in front of me and the hills and all that Right, right. Um, that's that's my list. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug or talk mm. about, or something that we haven't touched on yet that you that you want to bring up? I'm sure there is. Um, um, well, then let's I talk about. I just it. don't know what it is. <laughs> um. I mean, I think. At least for for what it's worth, I think your one thank you for sharing this uh, time this yeah, evening for sure. and and kind of sharing your story. Um, not necessarily to wrap up yet, but I just want to put out there that one I think your story is very inspiring and very relatable. Of you know, mom of two boys who works you know um, who works and runs six days a week and also has a husband who works, you know, like you, you're balancing a lot. Um, who's also learning the guitar. And, and I think, you know, um, you seem, and again, looking on the outside, kind of looking in and looking at you guys that like, you've got a very, uh, even keeled ship is, is how I like to think about things. And, um, 
I, I always find that very impressive when I, when I see you or hear things about you and, and, and the boys and, um, and Pete as well, that like, I find it inspiring. I find it relatable for what you guys are doing. And, and even if it's small little things and just checking in on like, oh yeah, she went for a run this morning. It was a nice photo or, you know, or, or things like that, or a little conversations here and there. Like I'm, I, I really wanted to have you on here to have you share your story because I think it is um, as important as talking to Ian Dobson, you know, who's who's gone to the Olympics and, and done this stuff and um, and your story as a runner and as an athlete and a mom and a and a, you know the kind of the the captain of of this great running store and part of this big running community here in Eugene, like um, I think is is also very inspiring to to have you share. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. I, I yeah, well, thank you. I think for me, um, um, you know, I appreciate hearing that, but it definitely is hard to say like you know, oh, I, I work part-time, I'm a mom, I run, but for me, it still doesn't feel like enough, like, it, like, I always feel like I'm not doing quite enough, you know, and so I, sure. I can see, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard not to compare yourself, for sure, like, I always think, oh, should I be doing more, and, um, you know, a lot of what I'm doing is, is I really enjoy, and I love, and, Sometimes I'm like, should right. I not be enjoying it? Should it be, should it be harder? You know, should it be more of a slog? Um, do you, who do you compare yourself or what do you compare yourself to? Are there, are there things, are there certain, you're like, oh, if only I was as good as X or I see this person doing, doing this and oh, I should be doing that kind of thing. You know, I think I like, just compare myself. Like I, think as a society we really hold highly like successful careers um you know big important careers as Mm -hmm. as maybe better than someone who doesn't have that and so i think i often wonder like is this is my career big enough you know like it's it it doesn't seem i I mean i i'm not belittling i'm just saying like sometimes it feels like oh well am i really doing enough because so-and-so is also a mom and you know running but they have this you mm-hmm. know five day a week nine to five corporate right. job and right. and am, am i you know doing enough for my family and business sure. and all that so um sure. so yeah in in that sense What's... sometimes it's like oh am i doing enough but on the other hand it's like this is what i want to be doing i i want to be home with there my boys yeah. and uh-huh. You know, they are right. only this little for a couple of years, and um, right, and just very and they're, sweet. They're adorable. So, yeah, and it's. <laughs> I know I, I can't get that time back. You know, and sure, and obviously right. each stage is fun and exciting, but this stage is is very sweet and just feels like it's important to be be with them a lot. Yeah. What? So I guess that you kind of answered my next follow-up that uh with that is kind of what is your your measure of success and it sounds like that that being home with like prioritizing that like work-life balance that yes you only work three days a week but that means the trade-off is that you're not working a five day a week nine to five job that you're not home with your kids that you're not spending time with pete that you're not you know like you have those luxuries that i'm sure the person who makes you know obviously a lot more money we work retail we don't make a lot of money i get it you know (laughs) like but um yeah 
So is is that is that fair to say that that's kind of your your barometer for success? Yeah, for like, sure. I mean, it, it's like uh, you can you can't have it all, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe some sure. people can, but <laughs> maybe. <so. laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's right. only so many hours in a day, and yeah, every time I have that conversation with myself, I just know that I have really valued the last five and a half years being with Henry so much, um, and he's in kindergarten now, but still home, obviously because of COVID. So. Right. Um, next year yeah. will be the first year where there's actually a kid like out of the house for several hours. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then you just yeah. have Grayson to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he'll sleep yeah. better by then. Yeah. That, Let's cross our fingers. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. What um, else have you got? Yeah, I don't know. Is there any other like anything? Anything you've ever wanted to ask me that you haven't asked yet? Oh, I don't know. Um, can I turn you into a cyclist? <laughs> Probably not. I did cycle for um, a while after Pete and I first when we first met. I bought a sure. track from Bicycle Way of Life, and uh, mm. yeah, I did a duathlon and a triathlon. You know, did some road riding. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But I nice. I think I'm too fearful on the roads to just do it by myself now. Yeah. That's that's fair. I think that's that's a big um that's a very common uh thing for a lot of people like to be out. And it's yeah. busy. It's the yeah. roads are busy. They're Yeah. Yeah, especially after um, Jeff um Jeff Sakasi's accident, I think that that made yeah. it kind of really hit home harder. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's it's so nice to see him out riding mm-hmm. a bit, and it was so nice this uh, not last season but the season before when he'd come out to the races and volunteer and like as he was still kind right. of rehabbing and 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 getting back like um, yeah it was it was hard to see him to yeah. be honest like it was really emotional every time he'd show up like at least for me to to see that to like yeah ooh, yeah. yeah for sure that was that was a lot. Um, but he's a great guy. I like, yeah, I like Jeff great. a lot. Um, yeah, I think he is at a point now, I don't know if, if you've seen him or, or if you guys have chat with him recently at all, but I was out riding and he was walking with his partner. Mm-hmm. Is it his wife? Um, and they have a dog too. And I yep, think they, they have do. a dog. Okay, good. Um, so that was him. <laughs> so um, I saw them walking. I was out crossing the Knickerbocker Bridge, and he was walking the other way. And I waved at him, and I said, hi, Jeff. And he said, hi, and something that sounded like Andrew. Oh. And I was like, I think he oh, finally remembered nice. me. And I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> you know, um, um, so that was yeah, that was cool. Um, I don't have as, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I understand where yeah. you're coming from. That's uh that's a lot, yeah. Um, uh, how did? Okay, here's 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 something I don't know that I'd like to know. Uh, how did you and Pete meet? Um, so we met at the Eugene Running Company, the other running store in town. Um, yeah. So I went to the University of Oregon, graduated in two thousand five, um, moved home to Albany okay. for about six uh-huh. to nine months six months, I guess I was looking for jobs, started to run, sure. you know, I was just working out, looking for jobs. And, um, 
I got a job at the University of Oregon in the Alumni Association as a marketing assistant. And um, so then I just living in Eugene, kind of, I was renting a room in a house of a friend. um, And it's just like, what do people do here that aren't like married with kids? You know, like after college, what, (laughs) what do young people do? Because I just knew I wasn't going to go meet friends in the bar like, where was I going to meet, like, my yeah. people? And I don't know right. how it happened. Like, maybe I saw something on it in a newspaper just about a running group. And so I showed up at the Nike store, which then turned me on to the Eugene Running Company, who also had a running group. Sure. Um, so I started going to that group. And then um, I think a couple years into it, uh, Pete showed up because his friend said, Oh, you want to meet girls? Well, there there's some there's some pretty good looking girls that go to this running group <laughs> that I'm a part of, and so basically, his friend Nick Alden kind of roped him into coming okay. to the run. And the first run that I remember us meeting at, he went and ran seven miles, essentially off the couch, like he had not run since I don't know high school <laughs> or something, and okay. um, just went and ran, you know, casual seven miles, no big deal. No big um, deal. That's really right. hard, by the way, for, <laughs> for anyone who's uh-huh. not away. Um, so, yeah. And then afterward, we'd always have coffee after the Sunday morning runs. And so got to know him a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and then a couple months later, we started dating. So, yeah, we just got to know each other through the okay. running store. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, and how long have you guys been together? Um yeah, so I we guess. started dating in 2009, 2009. Um, got married okay. in 2013, right. and here we are in 2021. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, You guys have been together almost, or about as long as Lauren and I have been together. Okay, when did you meet? Um, we met in, oh boy, um, we met my senior year my first senior okay. year at the university i took a vi- i took a victory <laughs> nice. lap and had to finish in five years um and uh or no my junior year my junior year at the university so that was 12 years okay. ago we just celebrated december is our okay. is our anniversary december 5th so it was 12 years ago um that uh and then we got married in 2014 okay is when we got married. Um, and you guys went to yeah. Europe and did the whole Tour de France thing. We did, yeah. Well. Uh, we went in 2015. Okay. We did a little mini honeymoon right after we got married to Solvang. We did a Trek Travels, Trek Travels okay. ride camp. So, like, they, like, have lunch for you and give you these routes yeah. and these bikes and, like, massages <laughs> afterwards kind of thing. Um, it was very nice. Um very bougie. It was very much outside of our like. Let's live. Let's sleep in the back right. of my Subaru right. and go for bike rides, kind of thing. You know, um, it was very bougie. It was great. But um, yeah, then we in 2015 we saved up enough um, from our wedding registry and, and had enough funds available to go spend three weeks in France and yeah, follow the tour, sweet. and and did that. Yeah, um, not exclusively follow the tour right. for that whole time. We did the the touristy thing. Lauren had been to France a few times before. And so she was able to play tour guide and navigate me around, and um, I fell in love with France. I am I am so obsessed with French and French. What culture. city did you like I, the best? Um, we ended up in Rodez, okay. 
which is this little like it's just south of Toulouse. It's in the like the foothills mm-hmm. of the Pyrenees. Um, the town's a little smaller than Eugene. It felt like a sister city to okay. Eugene. Um, it's got a little cathedral. It's just it's so just. I don't know how to describe it. I just fell in love with this place. And Lauren and I both fell in love with this place. And um, we saw the finish and the start of a tour stage there. And we had stopped our, we just planned to like stay for two days and then move on. And we ended up staying another couple days um, just because we, like, we love this little town. You could walk it and it's so just, there's just so much history. And I, we actually have talked a lot about if we, because I mean, we just bought this house right. here that we're that we're in, and um, if if we're going to pack up this place again, we're going to do it because we bought an apartment in Rodez. <laughs> like that's that's the stipulation. Like that's the next step is that is that that would be our, that would our be amazing home or something like that. Um, and we were looking at at pricing for houses <laughs> and and condos and or apartments in in Rodez. They're very reasonable, okay. so it's it's like it's not okay. outside of. Um, it's 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 a possibility. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. You have a little yep. just a little apartment yep, yep. in France, no big deal, you know. Yeah, I still have the the city that we went to on our honeymoon in France um, to catch the tour to France. I still have that yeah. city on my weather app, and like every phone I get, like I I like yeah. won't get uh-huh. rid of it because I want to see what's happening. Sure, what what's Gerard the city? Mare, what is it? And it's just um, where's that? It was a, about a three hour train ride from. Paris, uh, I'd say kind of okay. southeast. Um, southeast, okay. Yeah, it had a little ski resort in the town, and the finish was an uphill. Mm. It was an uphill finish in pouring mm-hmm. rain, um, but we had an Airbnb there where we stayed at this guy's house, and it was like he had inherited his grandmother's home. It had several bedrooms, okay. and so he was redoing it, you know, for mm-hmm. Airbnb because he could make a lot of money that sure, way. Yeah. Um, so we stayed there with. Um, a couple of their families and got to know them but this host he would you know make breakfast in the morning and make coffee and then in the evening oh. he would go get baguette and cheese and you know have cocktail hour and oh it God. was just you yeah. felt like you were a part of his community it was really awesome sure um so i i don't want to take that city off of my weather app because i'm like someday we'll go back and so it's that's very ironic because I have Rodez and so does Lauren on okay. our weather apps and we keep checking it. Um, and one thing that they get is I'm sure your, uh, your spot does too, is that they get actual yes, winters. Yep. And I think that's where I would be okay yep. with snow. I hate snow in the Valley because we're not equipped right. to handle it and we don't get good mm-hmm. snow. Like I've spent enough times mountaineering and guiding up in the mountains that like I, I'm, I'm aware of snow. I'm familiar with snow. I know it very well, but like, Snow in Eugene sucks. Yeah, it's really hard <laughs> like once the know. roads get covered. Yeah, um, and we're just not equipped to handle it, so so we just shut down. And it's like, if, but if we had like Rodez does a a holiday thing in their little town square, and it's like they put up an ice skating <laughs> rink, and every day there's um, uh, there's vendors. It's like the holiday market, mm-hmm. kind of outdoor holiday market, and there's lights, and they like. You know, there's there's carolers, and you can jump on a sleigh with that's pulled by <laughs> horses, and it's like, it's like the quintessential like European right. Christmas that you'd want to experience, and it's like, yeah, I could embrace winter that way, <laughs> right? Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, if you're at the outdoor market <laughs> yeah. or ice skating and the snowflakes are falling down, 
Right. And I'm drinking hot yeah. apple cider or a hot toddy, you know, or mulled wine and, and baguettes and croissants. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. So someday. Yep. Put it on the bucket list. Right. Um, yeah. Do you guys have an, I guess you don't really have any, any trips or anything like that planned. Nothing um, big. We are hoping that no. um, maybe later this summer we can do a road trip to Pete's brother's family in Denver, Colorado. So, you know, as long as okay. all goes well with vaccines and COVID and all that. Sure. We're hoping sure. we can do a long drive. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, I'm working on travel plans to go to Chile in spring okay. in March and April and watching the COVID numbers and the stipulations to go um, like crazy. Yeah, does it seem like um, it's going to happen? My, so okay. far, yeah. Um, they open up their borders, so you can go in there with, with a 72-hour. You, uh, if you have a negative test within 72 hours, they'll they'll let you in. You don't have to quarantine okay. for 14 days. Um, and so far, the racing is, is moving forward and plans to have the national championships are moving Good. forward. So, um, yeah, I keep... I keep talking with my teammates. I've been talking a lot with my sister mm-hmm. down there. And, um, yeah, we're just, we're hopeful. I'm hopeful. I don't know if Lauren will okay. come with me. I'm hoping that she does. But um, it, uh, you know, I have to see <clears throat> kind of what the time okay. is and what that looks like. So um, right now I found out I've got to have um, oral surgery and have this massive oral surgery here in uh, okay. like two weeks. And so that's going to lay me up for like a week and a half. And then we'll like, we're going to get through that and then we'll move forward <laughs> right. with, with travel. One plans. thing at but a time. That's yeah. One thing yeah. at a time. And, yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I got okay. for you, lady. I don't, I don't really have <laughs> anything else. Um, last, last chance. Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to? I don't think so. You want to talk about? Okay. Um, I think we did it. Well, thank you for coming yeah. on. And um, I'm going to do a little okay. outro. And um, then I will have you say okay. goodbye. Um, let me see if I can't just do this. And I'll just leave it in the raw editing. And whoever is listening to this, probably just my mom, um, she'll <laughs> listen to it anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Not Last Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly. Follow us on Instagram at notlast underscore podcast. This podcast is produced solely by me. If you like what you hear, be sure to tell your friends. This music is generously permitted by the illustrious Flamingosis. My amazing artwork was created by the extremely talented Paige Anochibar. Give them a follow and be sure to support local artists. You can find and subscribe to this podcast anywhere podcasts are available. Coming up next, I'm going to have a chat with my resident frame builder and good friend, Robert English. I'm excited you're here, and I hope you'll come back soon. Say bye, Lauren. (laughs) Bye.